Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Cruise schemes. That is the discussion for the Pirates, the Bucks. Maybe a week ago, this was far more a conversation, but since the Pirates have won four games in a row, now uh, maybe that... Not necessarily on the back burner, but not as much on the front burner as it once was perhaps just a few days ago, but still uh, a week out now from the Major League Baseball draft. And it seems like the Pirates are down to one or two players, uh, really, that they're going to be pulling from and picking from. And that is a couple of guys from LSU, Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens. And uh, because of that, we're going to head down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, we're joined now by Leah Van of The Advocate in Baton Rouge. She has covered this LSU baseball team extensively here over the last year. Leah, how are you? How was the national championship game experience? Had to be uh, quite a quite a year for you as a reporter getting to cover just an amazing college baseball team. Yeah, I mean, my second year, it's my second year on the beat, and I got to cover a national championship, so really not a bad situation there, and it's a really fun time if anybody's ever, like, never been to the College World Series. Um, I highly recommend it. It's the only national championship that does not move locations in collegiate sports, and so it kind of, you know, brings to life this entire community in Omaha, and I had been twice as a fan, but never as a reporter, and it's an absolutely amazing experience, but it's much more exhausting as a reporter because I covered eight games in 10 days because LSU could not win out of the winner's bracket. They had to go to the elimination bracket and play extra games. But hey, you know, they won. What is what is the deal with the jello shots in Omaha? What is that all about? Because I heard that there was some sort of record-breaking jello shot purchase that was made by an LSU fan. Yeah, there were a couple of record-breaking purchases made by LSU fans. But, yeah, the Jello Shot competition started a couple years ago, and it was just kind of for fun, but they sold so many Jello Shots. Um, it's at this little place that's literally right across the street from, um, from the ballpark. And so they basically said, we're going to try to sell some Jello Shots just and have people, like, they can donate to their team and, like, make it a competition. 
Um, well, then people were like, oh, it's a competition. Let's go hard. And so, <laughs> of course, LSU comes to town and hears that Ole Miss had the record from last year with 18,777 shots. And they were like, oh, we can beat that. And so not only did they beat that, but they beat that within the first couple of days. And I think now the record is somewhere at 68,000 shots. Um, both the CEO of Haynes, Todd Graves, and like a local private injury lawyer, uh, Gordon McKernan, bought large uh, masses, like mass numbers of shots for people to take. Um, there were former LSU baseball players donating shots. So they made sure... They have the record, so there will be a plaque hanging in Rocco's Pizzeria in Omaha <laughs> that says LSU has the Jello shot record. Now, some might say the national championship was the biggest accomplishment, but I don't know that 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 might even top the uh, the national championship. All those Jello shots bought and and consumed by LSU fans. All right, Leah, we want to know about Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens here in Pittsburgh. Those are the two guys that look like they, in some way, shape, or form, are going to be 1-2 in this Major League Baseball draft in a week. Um, Let's start with Dylan Cruz. Uh, There have been some reports thrown out there without really a lot of backing that Cruz could potentially elect to come back to college and not sign with the Pirates if they drafted him first overall. Have you heard anything about that? Is oh, is the door at all open for him? I'm sure it is from LSU's standpoint, but does that seem realistic that Dylan Cruz would want to come back to college for another year? No. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think his dad will joke about it and be like, I want him to play college ball forever because he, he, his dad loves to party and kind of runs a lot of the tailgates. But no, no. Um, I'm fairly sure that Dylan Cruz will leave um, I think that's the plan. He's kind of taken his last stand in every way possible and said his goodbyes and you know celebrated. What kind of teammate? We we know about the player, but what kind of teammate is Dylan Cruz? Like, how is he viewed in that locker room there in Baton Rouge? I mean, how has he interacted with his teammates? He's been there for three years. Uh, what kind of person is Dylan Cruz away from just pure on the field baseball? Yeah, um, he. He was kind of quiet for the first two years, and he told me the reason why was he felt like he hadn't earned the right to be a vocal leader, um, which I thought was interesting because he was still like the best player on the team from the moment he set foot on campus. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's now he kind of became a little bit more vocal this year, uh, but it's still a very quiet, like kind of chill dude, and. He, his fight, like his teammates love him. They also just kind of see the way he works, and he leads by example for sure. He had kind of this core group of friends on the team that they all kind of came in with the same recruiting class that really had a deep, you know, brotherhood together. And so, but everybody on the team really looks up to Dylan because they all know how talented he is, and they want to learn from him and he's the kind of guy they can learn from simply by just watching how he goes about his business. How has his game developed as a college player? I mean, he's put up big numbers really since day one, but what has gotten him to, you know, the high prized recruit to now the high prized prospect in the major league baseball draft? How has his game evolved to this point? I think just consistency. I mean, he's reached base in 75 straight games uh, dating back to last year. And he really focused on keying in on hitting sliders and 
some of those off-speed pitches this year and really just improving his plate discipline. Um, you can see that through the on-base percentage, which is number two in the nation, 567. He led the nation in runs scored because obviously you have to get on base to score runs. So he had 100 this year, which is, you know, the school record was 95. Mm. So he killed that. But, yeah, I mean, there's – I think that is probably what has – he had to grow in that way because he knew that pitchers weren't going to make it easy on him. They weren't going to pitch to him. They knew exactly how he was. So, you know, that was something he knew going into the season and had to adjust to, and I think he did a really good job. This is a guy, and we're talking with Leah Van, who covers LSU baseball down in uh, Baton Rouge. This is a guy who has been driven – and I read a, a great story that you did on him – he has been driven by some high school failures, I guess you could call it. I mean, he was a really good high school player, but it really didn't work out for him in a draft standpoint the way that he would have liked, correct? Can you give us some insight on what sort of motivated him uh, coming to LSU? And obviously he had to, to sort of get over those high school failures. So he was eligible for the draft in, the, in 2020, which was a shortened draft. And so there were fewer spots. And I think some scouts were getting a little skeptical about him, um, just kind of nitpicking every little thing about him. And so he was originally going to be a first-round draft pick, but I think he had a tough summer ball um, situation and didn't have didn't record a hit through a couple of games or tournaments or whatever. And so he kind of dropped to being a second-rounder, and he actually had a conversation with Alex Bregman who said, look, if you think you're a first-round draft pick, and, like, I know you are, and Alex had seen him play, he said, then bet on yourself and go to college and prove it and then come back and be more expensive, you know? like, um, So I think that's what that's pretty much what happened with him was, okay, it's a shortened draft. They don't think I'm a first-rounder. They think I'm a second-rounder, but I believe I'm a first-rounder, so I'm going to go to college and prove that. And I think he certainly has proved that. He's the number one overall prospect. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And obviously the number two overall prospect, and some would argue maybe the number one overall guy, is, is his teammate in, in Paul Skeens, Leah. And you got a chance to see Paul pitch throughout the course of this year. Uh, he, he came to LSU from the Air Force Academy. I mean, how did this guy end up at the Air Force Academy? How did a talented player like that end up at the Air Force Academy to begin with? Because you look at the size, you look at the arm. I mean, he looks like a blue-chip prospect if there ever was one when you talk about pitchers. Yeah, so obviously so another thing about Paul is he was also a catcher. And so he, I don't even think he saw himself so much as a pitcher initially. He just knew that he could pitch. And out of high school, he had his heart set on going to a service academy. And the process of, you know, being admitted to a service academy is very extensive, and even as an athlete. And so once you kind of commit to that process, he had taken visits to Navy and Air Force 
a lot of other guys will kind of back a lot of other like recruiting guys will kind of back away because they're like, oh, that's a commitment. That's a special thing. And so he kind of got he didn't get looked at as much. And then in the other sense, it was also like his senior year was 2020. And so he really only pitched a couple of games. And sure, yeah, they've probably seen him more his junior year and stuff, but he didn't pitch that much going into his senior year. And so he gets to the Air Force Academy, and he's obviously way too tall for flying the planes that he kind of set out to fly. (laughs) And um, I think the only ones he could fly were like those really, really gigantic big ones. I don't remember what they're called. I'm not an Air Force expert. Forgive me. (laughs) But um, he – he, he went to Air Force, and he was mostly a catcher, and then he kind of was a two-way player, but he was a closer, and then he began to start his second year there. And so after that, you know, when you're pitching in Colorado and high altitude, you don't get the amount of spin that you would at sea level. The ball doesn't spin as well. It's not as consistent. And so the potential was kind of there. People could see the velocity, and but he was still a little bit rough and or rough around the edges and so what he needed to do was decide okay is he going to commit to you know being in the air force or is he going to try to become a professional baseball player and so he ultimately made that decision which was a lot harder than people would be would know or would believe um because paul has a deep love for service academies um and he really wanted to serve like his uncle his uncle's in the coast guard and so, yeah, he left the Air Force Academy, and still it was kind of like, all right, this is a really big prospect, but he needs to work on some of his secondary pitches. And so coming to LSU, where he had Wes Johnson and all this technology at his disposal, and on top of that, he's not doing the normal military training in the mornings. He's just focusing on pitching. They decided not to make him a two-way player, so he could really just focus on his mechanics and you know keep his health right. That's what allowed him to really become Paul Skeens. Is he uh, is he a military guy from a personality standpoint? Yeah, um, and I I think there's like a noticeable difference in the way that he carries himself between that and like normal baseball players. He's very thorough with his answers when you ask him questions as a media media member, but also he only answers good questions. And he's very, like, precise with his words. Um, And so he's very intelligent in that sense. He'll describe to you, like, how his slider works and, like, how he switched from gyro to a sweeping slider. Um, But also just he has a commanding presence. And, you know, something – he really altered the locker room culture at LSU because people saw the way he went about about his business. And they said, oh, I need to be like that. And – but he's also kind of a goofy guy. He grew out a mustache and he grew out a mullet like towards the end of the season. And <laughs> so a little bit of LSU kind of rubbed off on him too. But yeah, I would say he's got like a deep voice. He's very, you know, he's very routine about what he does on his starting days. Um, but he's also a really kind of a fun guy to have in the locker room. Are, are there any concerns that sort of popped up at any point about durability? I mean, I look back, this guy threw 120 pitches three or more times 
you know, throughout the course of the season. He threw 100 pitches very, very often. Uh, obviously, there's always the concern with top-end pitching prospects about Tommy John surgery, things like that, arm issues. Have there been any issues like that that have popped up for him throughout the course of his time in LSU? No, um, I think they've just been very careful with him because when you have somebody of that caliber, you don't want to risk overusing him and showing future prospects and future guys who might want to come pitch at LSU that you used him too much, right? And that was part of the reason why he did not throw in the championship series against Florida. They said, okay, we might use you if the game is the last game is very close because you would be on three days of rest after throwing 120 pitches, which was after four days of rest, right? Mm -hmm. And so he really wanted to go in the game, but they ultimately said, you know, listen, Paul, like we don't need you. LSU is leading 18 to four. Why would we throw you? You know, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, it could be fun, like a show, last curtain call, but at what cost? And so I think. There hasn't been any concern. I think it's more so been a cautious management standpoint. I mean, he didn't throw a complete game until regionals. And so, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any concern. He is a big guy. He's like six. They say it's six, six. I don't know. He's probably six, seven. And he's very built. So I feel like he's a very, he has a very durable body. I think, you know, the lower arm slot is always a little bit of a concern, but um, so far, he really hasn't had any injury issues at LSU. Leah, great insight. Really good to have you on and, and talk about uh, you know crews and skeins and jello shots and, and all the above. Really appreciate your time. Great to talk to you uh, and, and appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Leah Van. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter, L Van. That's Van with two N's underscore sports. Leah Van uh, is uh, our guest here on Bucko Talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.